Episode six, the Holt Naylor Show, got a legendary lineup today. Two of the best to ever play at ECU, Justin Hardy, Zay Jones coming up next. And as we promised, the left field segment, Jungle Fever, riders, left fielders joining us at the end of the show. Hope you enjoy the show. If not, as always. Holton Naylor turns, and Holton will take off and run himself. He's at the 40-yard line. Holton Naylor's to the 30. Look at him go. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Pirates. There's local politics, bud. It's showtime. Episode 6, the Holton Naylor Show. Maybe the last time in this studio. We're moving studios next week. I leave next Friday for the UFL, so... A lot of things happening for the pod, baby. Uh, it's getting better and better each week, boys. Welcome in. Let's go. Yeah, I'm excited for the new studio. Pretty pumped and also excited for our new world champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. We're, Jack. Not, we're not starting this already. <laughs> we'll never forget our roots, though, starting down here. <laughs> hey, let's get to the interview. But before we do, shout out to our sponsor, Worth Chiropractic. Everyday back and neck pains or sports-related injuries. They offer safe and natural care to get you back to being you. No drugs or surgery, so it's convenient, comfortable, and cost-effective. And the first consult is free. Worth Chiropractic, two convenient locations on Arlington Boulevard. Call 1-800-BACK-DOC-TODAY. And now, let's get to the interview. Zay Jones, Justin Hardy, let's get it. All right, boys, two of the best to ever do it are on the other side of the line. Justin Hardy, Zay Jones, boys, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? What's up? Hey, appreciate appreciate y'all for joining. Uh, you know, we, we thought about doing y'all two separate episodes, but uh, we thought it'd be cool to have y'all together. Y'all played together, obviously. Um, you know, now have great professional careers. Justin had a great one, obviously, in the NFL. Now playing in Canada, lighting it up. Zay kind of in his prime still in the NFL. Zay, where are you training at right now? How's the offseason going? It's good. I train in Las Vegas. I live out here in the offseason. So it's been really beautiful for me, man. I enjoyed out here. Heck yeah. You make it to the Super Bowl? I did some of the festivities, some of the activities, some of the parties, and some business stuff, meeting people. I didn't go to the actual game, but I watched it. I thought the game was phenomenal. It was good. It was fun. Jack's a, uh, Jack, one of our co-hosts, is a, is a Niners fan, so he's a little upset right now. Yeah. Oh, that boy's hurt, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh, three of those now in my late teenage years, so it's tough. <laughs> late teenage Justin, uh, where are you training right now? I know the Canadian League's a little different with the season and stuff. So where are you training at? I'm in Atlanta right now. Um, my season actually gets ready to start in May. So right now it's the rigid all season. That last phase, getting to a training camp. How has that been, dude? Because I actually I have an offer to go play for the Elks. Um, I'm playing in the UFL in the spring. Uh, just decided to do that just so I could maybe try to get back into the NFL. But how has that transition been and kind of what made you – go obviously from the NFL you had a great NFL career you already had your pension I know how all that works but you know continue to play football uh what kind of went into that decision uh man like you just said yo uh just playing football you know I felt like I had a lot of game left in me to play so um that was an option all the other leagues were kind of just getting started up so I really wasn't uh for sure about the other leagues as they was just getting started so I wanted something that was a little bit more uh established in the CFL and it's been cool yeah, the CFL, that's one of the things that uh, was like in my decision was like, I'm trying to get back into the NFL. And um, I knew the CFL is kind of like a, a career in its own. Like, honestly, like guys go over there and play for a really long times, kind of like you've done and made a great career. You went for a thousand last year. Um, you know, you're, you're 32 now. Uh, how long do you plan on playing in the CFL? Man, until I came up, until I came up, <laughs> really. You know, um, that's really one of my things. You know, as long as I can play, I'm going to play. 
Hey, Justin, Caden here. I'm curious, as a, you know, transi- transitioning from college, NFL, to Canada, what's it like getting that head start? You like the head start, or was that kind of an adjustment for you? Um, It was an adjustment at first, but as I got uh, comfortable with doing what I had to do, I liked it. Yeah, I, I kind of like watching it, too. I don't I don't watch Canada as much. I, I kind of want to get into it this year. Um, but I love the head start. Kind of reminds me of kind of playing backyard football with the growing up. Sure. You just get a little head start taking off. So it's fun to watch, watching the highlights, watching Tyler uh, this past year. And I'm excited to watch you again this year. But Jack, you got something? Yeah, uh, this one's for Zay. Uh, what's up, Zay? It's Jack. Um, my first year after transferring here, you and your dad came out to practice during a fall camp, I think it was. Oh, that was epic here. Yeah, and just kind of chopped it up with us. Uh, obviously, two pirate greats. Um, I'm kind of just wondering, like growing up, hearing stories about him uh, and supporting him in his own journey. When you came to ECU, did you feel some kind of pressure to be successful? And if so, how'd you handle that? That's a really good question, Jack. I think um, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily pressure. Uh, right. It was more so more so motivation uh, to be great. That's at least the lens I saw it through. Um, yeah. Obviously, we played two different positions, so that kind of alleviated any sort of pressure that they would have been because my dad didn't play receiver. So, yeah. Uh, if anything, it was more so pressure following Justin Hardy. Um, but he's, I got to give him a lot of credit because he's one of the main reasons why I think I had the, the success that I did have just watching him and uh, just his maturation process. And I remember uh, being in high school and hearing about Justin and then being able to play alongside of him and seeing the great things that he accomplished. And then he set the bar and it was, it was really up to me to go to go to the next level. So I got a lot of respect for him. And then for my dad, you know, I've taken so much from my dad. It's, I I can't even begin to describe what I, what I've learned from my dad. Yeah. That's awesome. Justin, you just heard Zay talk about, it was one of the questions I was going to ask Zay, but you heard Zay talk about, you know, looking up to you, what was it like seeing a young Zay Jones? You know, you got to, you know, kind of like he said, be a role model for him, you and Shane, and then obviously playing for Rough too. What was it like, you know, being teammates with a young Zay Jones? And then, you know, later on, <laughs> you know, you break the records and then he breaks the records that you broke. So what was all that like? I was fun, really. You know, um, ever since the first day uh, I really met Zay was on his recruitment visit, I was his host. So we kind of set the mark right there early. So, it was good to uh, actually, you know, meet Zay and just see him as work ethic. You know, it helped me out a lot, too. You know, um, a lot of people don't really like to say this or say it this way, but they helped me out a lot. I wasn't really getting too many double coverage or triple coverage anymore like I was getting, so they kind of opened up the field for me as well. So I took my head off of them as well. For sure. That's love. We, uh, me and Caden, so Caden played quarterback here. Obviously, I played quarterback here, too. We have something in common with y'all. We were both coached by, uh, or all of us were coached by Donnie Kirkpatrick. So, uh, y'all got to have a story or two about Donnie K. We wanted to ask about that. I mean, I can't speak for just, but Coach. <laughs> <laughs> DK was just so funny to us, and he always alluded to Justin. I mean, it wasn't in like a – a disrespectful way. He just had so much love from him. He was like, you want to see a route run? Watch Hardy. Watch Hardy. That's all he used to say all the time, man. Like, And we would run one play, 618 or Y-pop. Uh, Justin knows what it is. And, like, it was unstoppable, though. No one could ever stop Justin on it. He, Justin just had such a feel of space. It's one of the things I think he's incredible at is just his awareness to 
know how to find a zone or know how to set up a defender. And Coach K would always just say, like, if you want to see something done right, just watch him. So I don't have a particular story, but I love that man. He's so dear to my heart. Uh, I appreciate all the love and respect that he's shown me. And, like, I got nothing but positive things to say about him. But just I do remember when we first met, and I do remember me coming on that uh, recruitment trip. And we know how much fun that was, but <laughs> so much. we probably won't share that. We probably won't share nah, that. On this. Nah, we're not, we're not gonna talk about that night. <laughs> Everybody has them. Yeah, for sure. Justin, you got any uh, Donny K stories? Man, like they just said, you know, uh, he's a funny guy. You know, um, he always used to push me to be better than what I was. Um, just having good games that wasn't good enough in his eyes, so that really kept me going, pushing forward. You know, really to be honest, so. I tip my hat out to Coach K. You know, he was the reason why I'm the way I am now. Dude, he was. He's a great guy. Uh, obviously, like we said, he coached me and K at quarterbacks when he was OC here. So, um, you know, we had a lot of dark days. We were getting killed, obviously. You know, we were coming from the Scotty Moe era to the Houston era. I mean, we were we sucked when me and K were there at the beginning. And he always made it fun. Those jokes he was talking about, like, he's a great dude. He still talked about y'all, too, like, all the time. Like, literally, Zay, you talking about running that play and stuff, like, we would run cross, and he'd be like, you know who's good at this cross? Justin Hardy. He would always find a way to get <laughs> That is true. I'm curious, guys. Uh, I know Zay, uh, DK, said watch Justin. Did, did DK ever show you guys how to run routes himself? <laughs> DK himself? Yeah. Hell, no. <laughs> Hell no. I would love to see no, DK no run days. some routes. Um, but I remember... I remember being a freshman and sophomore with Lincoln Riley. We ran the uh, 95, 95H, the crossing route stuff. It was under one, over two. Under yep. one, over oh, two. Yeah. That's all what they used to say. And, <laughs> and at the time, you know, that was that was Justin. No one else is no one else is doing that. Only Justin has that. And so I ought to be like the little out route in case, like, you know, someone dropped and covered up just or they. I was a quick read to the flat or whatever it was. But – uh, no, DK never showed us how to run a route. If I wanted to see a route ran, I went to Justin or uh, Davon Grayson at that time. Oh, yeah. Those are two Davon coaches. was very underrated, too. He had a great of, career. A little bit of Danny Danny Webster, too, when we, when we were first starting off. Havelock. Drew, Havelock Drew's from Havelock. Drew, you got a question from the fans? Yeah. Uh, so, my first question is is for Zay. Um, I know, like, this most recent season, you had a lot of uh, uphill battles with, like, injuries and things. Uh, so, I just wanted yeah. to, like, what was your mindset dealing with that? And, uh, like, what's your expectations going into this upcoming season? For me, that's a good question. Uh, I had never been so um, riddled with injuries in a season before. I've always prided myself in being available. So it was a new challenge for me. It was a new, uh, a new hurdle to climb. Even throughout college, I played in the majority of the games. I never missed a game. And then the majority of my NFL career, I've always been available. So that was a new hurdle for me. But I'm glad it's happening, you know, later, uh, year eight, and not happening you know, early in my career where I can have the wherewithal and understanding of how to adjust, how to come back. Uh, my expectation for this year is to just be healthy, um, have another great season and really uh, help this Jags team get a push to to the playoffs, man. That's that's the goal. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that. Shout out to Danny Webster. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Talking about high schools, uh, Justin, you were a walk-on, obviously played at West Craven, played quarterback, a local um, guy, rival of Drew's high school at Havelock. Uh, what was the transition like from high school quarterback to college receiver? We had Shane last week, Shane Carden. He was talking about how sometimes he didn't get all the scout team reps because you were playing quarterback some back then. So what was that transition like from quarterback to receiver? 
Man, to be honest, I was really a true receiver. Um, I just happened to have a place uh, quarterback my senior year because I quarterback had graduated and went on. So I just so happened to, to be an athlete that was able to actually play the position my senior year. So the transition back to receiver was more more so like being at home, really. Yep. You know, um, I was a natural receiver in my eyes anyway, so it was a little bit more easier for me to make that transition from quarterback to receiver. Worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious, Justin Caden here. Um, I was a walk-on as well. Drew's walk-on, Jack, former walk-on. Obviously, oh, nice. everyone we've had on this show said you were the greatest walk-on at ECU. Ruff said it. Uh, Shane said it. So I was just curious, coming in as a walk-on yourself, I know we all came with chip on our shoulders. Kind of how did you approach the game coming in that first year as a walk-on? And, uh, you know, Obviously, you separated yourself from a lot of other walk-ons here at East Carolina, but I'm just curious how you separated yourself and how you approached the game that first year. Because that first year, I think, is always the hardest for freshmen regardless, and then especially a freshman walk-on. Um, Really, to be honest, that, fir- that first year was just more so like proving that I can play. Um, I didn't have no offers, like, of course, like everybody. Uh, like you said, it's walked on. They had no D1 offers. So my thing was proving that I can't actually play with these guys and then once that happened it just took off from there like once I was able to show myself and show everybody else I can play then it was just more so just getting better day by day getting that one percent better every day and just having that chip to add on to that what was part of that um kind of having fun on the scout team did you did you look at scout team as having fun that first year or how did you approach the scout team part of it? I know for me personally I was playing with you and Shane on scout team together I played scout team with Tyler Sneed and he really separated himself by just us having fun on scout team. Is that kind of how you approach it as well? That's pretty much how it was for us, too. Um, I had Shane as quarterback, so that's really where we got our connection, playing scout team. And then once we got to the actual game, it was like we were playing on scout team still. So just that was a chance for us to try things, get comfortable with each other, kind of knowing the ins and outs of how he throw, how I run routes. Like Just having that mindset going into it just made things a lot easier. Yeah, no doubt. Those are some of my best memories. Just I remember me and Tyler Sneed pissing the defense coordinator off one time <laughs> doing snow angels on the in the end zone when the defense yep. were having a bad day. <laughs> yep. Zay, you were kind of part of the you were kind of part of the, you know, height of ECU, but you were also, you know, starting of the low of ECU. Obviously they fired rough, um, and then Coach Mo came in. How was that meeting like? Um, even if it was a meeting y'all might have found out on social media of just figuring out that Ruff was fired and then like how are those next years like? Obviously, not the best, but like, can you give any background on that and how all that went about? Yeah, I mean, Ruff is who brought me there. I know I wasn't a walk on, but I only had one offer, so yep. I, I was I was one scholarship away from being a walk on. So when I came in there, I was super excited to play under Ruff and what uh, Justin and Shane, those guys, had established. And then we were on a tear. We enjoyed it. We were beating people. We we're ACC teams, UNC, Virginia Tech, yep. whoever it was, NC State, like. I saw some of the most crazy energetic crowds that I think, you know, ECU hasn't really seen in a long time. I remember putting up 70 points on UNC and being a part of that as a sophomore. And so playing against Florida and having those moments like that. So my my experience of ECU at that point was just this is where I'm supposed to be and we're changing the culture. And then for whatever reason, um, nothing against Scotty Moe, but – I loved Ruff, and then when Ruff left, I remember where I was. Uh, I was in my my apartment with a couple of the boys at the time, and 
uh, one of my friends uh, was like, yo, they just fired Ruff, and I didn't even believe cool. it. Because um, I found out through through Twitter at that time. And I was like, you're kidding. Like, that's a joke. They didn't just fire Ruff. And then I truthfully, if I'm being honest about it, I could feel like a little bit of the fracturing of the team from the guys that were like, okay, this has happened. It's it's time to move on. And the guys yep. that were like, no, let's go get Ruff back. And I feel like for me going into my senior year at that time, it was difficult because I had a decision to make. Am I focusing now on the future of my NFL career and the, the direction that I want to go? And am I going to get on board with this new coaching staff? Or am I going to be a part of this other group that, you know, wants, wants answers for what's happened and wants explanations? And yep. that was really, really difficult. And so trying to keep that team together, I remember it just being so difficult at that point in time. And, you know, it was what it was. I mean, we, we played a couple of good games, but I feel like, we left a lot there, left a lot out on the field. So, oh, for sure. I don't know if that answers the question, but yeah. No, it does. That was great in depth, honestly, because a lot of people have wondered that. I mean, like, obviously, from Greenville, I've heard a lot of stories about it. I play. I got recruited by Ruff, played for Mo and Houston now. So, I've heard a little bit, but that was great in depth. Yeah. Zay, you talked right there a little bit about good parts, your sophomore year, big wins, um, and then kind of some darker times near the end of your career. What was your favorite memory at ECU playing ball? That's so hard because I'm like a really nostalgic person. So I have like phases of each of each year that I have. Right. I go from the first moment I actually played in the college game against Old Dominion and I scored. Yeah. Like I was on the sideline watching Danny and Justin, like just waiting for my opportunity and then finally getting the game and being like getting my piece of the pie. Right. I could talk about when we went to NC State and beat NC State, uh, Virginia Tech in the rain my junior year. Uh, BYU when we played again in that atmosphere. The place yeah, is that sick. was that was a great you know win that we got to like, experience too. It, it like just so many memories, and I'm sure I'm leaving out. I remember we Justin, you know, we first wore all black. We went crazy. Yep. Like <laughs> we was like, this uh, is this is the craziest thing in the world. So that's right. tough. Um, bro, it, it's just it's too many count. I mean, Justin's banner falling and me seeing that, um, celebrating him, loving on him, um, my banner in the next couple of years coming down was right. amazing. Uh, right. Birmingham Bowl just t- 2013 when we went down – or not Birmingham Bowl, the uh, Beef O'Brady's Bowl. Beef O'Brady, yep. yep. When we won that one. There, there are so many memories, bro. Like, we would need two hours to talk about all the times. <laughs> yeah, and right. that's awesome. And, and we're only talking about on-the-field stuff right now. So, Right. Half of the – like, most of the good memories that I think we all have come from the locker room – uh, outside, just hanging out with the boys, whether you're on the game or like going out to do something, that that for me is like where the core memories really are from that football. Oh, for sure. Brought me for sure. Locker room. Yeah, just you have any favorite memories, kind of like Zay had. Oh man, like he just said, like it's it's too many to actually just think about. Like you said, more time, more time than not, we're gonna have those fun memories outside of football, just chilling with the boys. Really, you know, Ruff used to. Hit me up every week, especially in the off season. Like, hey, throw a cookout for the boys, invite everybody over. Just you know, respond with the boys, and it kind of carry over to the field. Like, we knew who we was playing for, and it kind of just made us want to play for each other. And just why they'll win. Well, what was that like for you? I'm curious. You know, breaking that the receptions record, and a few years later, Zay breaking it. Was that 
were you cheering for him or was a little bit of a part of you like, oh no, maybe just get close and fall one short? Just curious there. <laughs> nah, it was it's all love. I always been in love, you know. Um actually I didn't even know it was a it was a thing. I didn't even know that was a record. So once I found out I was close and actually went ahead and broke it, I much rather have it be Zay, somebody that I seen grow day in and day out to breaking the record. You know, I like, okay, that was worth it. Like he actually worked for that, so my hat's off to him for sure. Yeah, I think that's awesome that I was looking at that record uh, last night for prepping for the show and just seeing two East Carolina guys. It's, oh, for it's sure. Up there for Dude, us. if Sneed would have played, Sneed had two years left and he obviously declared early, but if he would have played, he was like, he's like top 10. Wow. So he was right he's there. Too, so yeah, yeah, yeah that'd been pretty okay. sick. Uh, Justin, Zay kind of talked about his story about Ruff being fired. Obviously, you were gone at that point, but what was that like for you? Uh, you know, you guys brought ECU to a level that a lot of people didn't even know was possible. Um, y'all were beating teams, like he said, ACC teams, like regularly to rough being fired a year after y'all leave. Like, what was that like for you? I was crazy. You know, I, uh, I felt bad, you know, um, just understanding where he brought the program to when he came in, you know, yep. my freshman year, we kind of, I think we finished 500. And then after that, 10 win, 10 win, 10 win. So it was kind of crazy for him to just have like that down one year and due to, I mean, not making no excuses, but injuries is a part of the game but having some key injuries and some key positions that plays plays a big part into how your season going to go so i feel like he deserved another year at least you know to be honest but you know it's a business at the end of the day and just as older as i got just understanding the business side of everything is kind of just make me have a level head about certain things yeah for sure uh you talk about injuries you playing with your know, third string quarterback ben kurt was supposed to be like the guy obviously went to virginia had a good nfl career uh, how good could he have been, and what was ECU going to be if he did not get hurt, you think, that year? Man, it would have been special because, like I said, Ben Kerr been there, they been there, Davon, all the young guys been there. And seeing, like, seeing like seeing the stepping stones that we had to take and then seeing, like, the next guys up doing the same thing, if not better, like, we knew they were going to be in a, in a good position. But seeing Ben Kerr go down kind of made things a little bit different because yep. that chemistry is not the same. It's like thinking you're going in, especially right at the beginning of the season, thinking it's going to be a guy, and then it changes up at the key position. It hurts a lot. For sure. Drew, what do you no got? Uh, so I actually got a question for both of y'all. Um, both of y'all got the opportunity to play at the highest level for y'all's position. So y'all know the position better than any of us. So uh, what would be y'all's like ranking of the top three receivers in the league right now? <laughs> But ex- including or excluding ourselves? Include yourself. You got to. Like oh, right now? Goodness. Right now. Best in the well, league. I'm not going to speak on me. Um, best in the league right now. I, this is kind of a PC answer, but I'll give you this before I give you the top three. I really do watch a lot of guys' game because I feel like you can take things from a lot of guys. And I don't think you play at this level. Justin knows this. There's some guys who never get the stardom or love that they should have right. got, but are right. fire. Like, I, it's I know, all about opportunity. bro, I know P squad guys. I know guys who are seen as twos and threes, and I'm like, you can ball. And ball. because maybe this guy's getting paid more, he'll never get the opportunity that he's he's able to get. But starting with that, I would say um, I love – me personally, I love watching Tyreek Hill. I mean, the guy's just special. I mean, no one can really 
really deny that the things that he's able to do. I think he's a phenomenal. Uh, I love Mike Evans. I think he's highly underrated, and this guy's consistently put up thousand after thousand after thousand yard seasons. Um, following him, I'm going to go another underrated guy. I like. Uh, I want to go with Lockett from the Seahawks. Ooh, I think he's yes, nice. I think he's a really good player. So, I mean, best in the league, probably not in anyone's ranking, but I'm picking guys that I've watched and been like, you know, I really respect their game. and I, th- I think they're they're really good players. I also throw Keenan Allen in there too. I like Keenan. Dude, before we get to Justin, I was in Seattle with Tyler Lockett and like being around him, some of the stuff that he does that like no one even talks about is actually wild. Like some of his catches, his over the ball ability to catch the ball and track the ball is as best as I've seen, best I've thrown to. It's phenomenal. Justin, what about you? Uh, That's a hard question for me. Like, I've been – I've seen some guys, like, seen some guys. So, people that – I'm a fan of their game. I could say I'm a fan of their game. Uh, like you say, Keenan Allen, a fan of his game. Devontae Adams, a fan of his game. And Calvin Ridley. Like, yep. I know you've seen – I know you've seen C-Riz, so you kind of could. Bro, let me yeah, tell you about – Let me tell you about Red, bro. He's different. So – we come out the first day of, of training camp and, you know, guys are still getting their bodies into like the drills and stuff. And Calvin's like, Calvin, Calvin's one of the third guys to go. And you would have thought it was like middle of the third quarter, how ready he was to go. (laughs) I was blown away because I'm like, okay, I knew, you know, I knew he had taken some time off, but like this guy looks His burst, his quickness, the most beautiful thing about watching Calvin Ridley, and it's it's not talked about enough at the receiver position, his ability to stop. Yes. Like, his ability to go in that deceleration and just stop. Mm -hmm. And, like, people talk about speed. They talk about, oh, look how fast this guy is and all these things. But Calvin's ability to to open that gate and shut it down, Mm -hmm. bro, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like I've seen, yep. Yeah, that pops on film with Calvin a lot. Just watching the Jaguars play, you can just see him stop and go. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm curious uh, if Calvin's the answer to this for you, Zay. But I'm also curious for you, Justin, as well. You know, coming in as young receivers when you guys came in, who were some of the guys that you know you guys looked up to and kind of mentored you in the league? Since it was, you know, obviously a huge adjustment. Adjustment. Uh, Justin, you want me, me first? Yeah. yeah, I go first. For me personally, I had some guys on my team personally that kind of took me underneath their wing and kind of laid the, the laws and land pretty much for me. Because I had uh, Julio, I had Riley White, I had Devin Hester, I had Eric Wing. Damn, whew. man. I had some guys in my rookie year, so it was like they kind of laid it down for me in a sense of how everything should go. So I was blessed. That's a, that's a pretty impressive list to get the – uh, you know, shadow under. Zay, you hear For them sure. talk about kind of mentoring. Uh, your current teammate, Elijah Cooks, actually was my former teammate at the University of Nevada for uh, my first three years there. Uh, make yeah. sure you make sure you're taking care of my boy Cookie and getting him right out there. I'm trying to. EC man, he's a he's a different character. He's, <laughs> he's a lot of fun. Got a lot of energy. I love that guy. I was actually just with him the other day. So yeah, I'll take care of him. Yeah, but, him, him and T-Will uh, were down there in Vegas. They were. They were. I guess for me, mom, mine looked different from Justin. Um, 
when I came into Buffalo my rookie year, we actually had traded Sammy Watkins. So I was actually really excited to learn a lot from him. And I was kind of thrusted into receiver one spotlight. So I didn't have a whole lot of mentors in the beginning of my career the way I wish I could have had. Uh, Jordan Matthews is probably one of the guys that I leaned on the most. He had some injuries that he was battling with before my mental. He was really good for me of just like keeping me sane. Uh, I learned a lot from other position groups, not necessarily in my receiver room. I didn't start seeing guys um, grow and develop as, as a receiver until really I got to the Raiders when I started watching like Hunter Renfro, when I started watching Darren Waller, when I started getting with Nelson Aguilar and I was like seeing other people's bag what they could actually talk to me and had some some tools that they were going through. And then later it became Marvin Jones Jr. when I was with Jax, well, well with being with Jax when he left. But um, that was something I think I was really missing was that mentorship at a receiver position of a guy who was a veteran, like well-established. And I really was just trying to figure everything out as I went as a young player, to be honest. Yeah, I was curious kind of from the league, kind of how that is in the mentorship. Like college, everyone's trying to you know win. I feel like in... I don't, know, I don't know if this is the right perspective, but sometimes when you think about the NFL, you think like, hey, everyone's on a contract. Someone can be cut the next day. So I was kind of curious how that mentorship actually was for people getting paid um, as like a player instead of like a, you know, like more of a squad in college. Boys, we're going to ask you one more question. Uh, I just want to give you both a chance to just say how much ECU means to you, where you would be without ECU. Like how much does ECU mean to you and kind of where you want to see ECU football, you know, go in the future? Yeah, sure. Um, ECU means everything to me. Uh, I, I genuinely don't believe I would have had the the career I had at any other school uh, just because I was so bought into the rich history and loyalty of ECU that they gave to me. And so it was only right to give it back. But the relationships that I built, uh, not only from the players and teammates I had, but from the coaches and staff and just faculty and everyone there meant the world to me they embraced me as their own um <laughs> glorified me to a point to where like i just wanted to return it all uh, out For of sure. love and respect um and just just the feelings that i have when i speak about uh, my school just completely embraced me man i was a, a kid from texas who got an offer to go to what people called a small school that's what they always called it and when we went there we really changed the the culture there from when me and Justin were there. So I want to see it go back to that point to where we're pushing the envelope to where people are saying our name correctly, East right. Carolina, where they're respecting it, where they're understanding that we can't sleep on these boys, um, nationally broadcasted games um, to where people are, are buying into what I know we have there is a special group of people there. And I, I believe in the coaches that we have there now Um I want to give a huge shout out to Justin, just give him his flowers. I know I kind of mentioned it earlier, but Justin had always told me, man, jokingly, but he was serious. He would say works, work, work smarter, not harder. And I knew what he meant by that. Um, he really laid a foundation for me and guys that followed him of how to do it the right way in the weight room, how to treat your body, how to have fun and have balance between the game and playing hard. And just to enjoy it, I mean, Justin Hardy, hands down, has the best hands in ECU history. Um, and it means so much to me. So I'm just grateful for the things that I've experienced at ECU for, for sure. 
For sure. And uh, before we get to Justin, I just want to talk. I just want to say appreciate y'all too, because like you talk about loyalty and stuff. Like y'all paved the way. You know, I was just a kid from Greenville at the time, like young watching y'all. I remember going to practice and meeting Justin and think I met like LeBron James, like looking up to him and stuff. Um, you know, we didn't get it back to the point when I played to where you guys were, but the reason that I stayed as long as I did trying to get it back was because I saw what it could be and that what it could be was when y'all were there. So uh, shout out to you guys. And then Justin, kind of what we just asked him, what does ECU mean to you uh, now? Uh, man, ECU mean everything to me. You know, um, I can't necessarily say where I would be without going to ECU. I feel like me going to ECU was the right thing, the perfect thing to do, and it played out that way. So um, I owe everything to ECU. Um, coaching staff, people around, people in Greenville, you know, um, packing out the games. That's where I really want to get it, get it back to. The environment, the atmosphere on game day in ECU is unbelievable. So, I wanted to get get back to that point, and like you said, Zay, hey, it's all love. I owe everything to you guys, everybody. Really, you know, you know how I stand on everything. So I wouldn't been able to do nothing if it weren't for the other guys that we had on the team. So hats off. For sure. Hey, thank y'all for joining, man. Two of the best to ever do it. Uh, you know, your name certainly means a lot around here. So appreciate y'all. Thank you, guys. Appreciate appreciate you, bro. For sure. Hey, See you. For sure. Two great guys, obviously two legends around here. Um, I mean, they set the bar literally, and you know, we talk. I told them a little bit too, but like, they set the bar of what ECU should be. Uh, him, Ruff, Lincoln, Shane Card, like those dudes were huge around here, and, and we're making it a national name. Then obviously it fell with Ruff, but like with Ruff leaving, but as big as names as you'll get around here. So that was cool. I agree. That was a fun, fun interview, and like you said. When Donnie came in and Houston came in, you know, that's all they talked about was Justin, Zay, when you're watching film and watching route trees, like this is how Justin did it. And then seeing Zay talk about how much Justin inspired him here, it's like, wow. Because we were looking up to those guys and yeah. he was looking up to him. It's just, it was an awesome interview. Yeah. The interview was brought to you by Anson Belts. Uh, go to AnsonBelt.com. Obviously a huge supporter of them. Uh, the official, we say it every week, the official belt of the Holt Naylor Show and ECU Athletics. Uh, Jack actually borrowed mine last week. He didn't have the American flag one. We're going to have to get you one because you called last week and you're like, dude, I need the American flag belt buckle. And Got some pictures. That's just that's just part of the game they have. They're, it's all mix and match. Uh, obviously, I have a few buckles of my own, my favorite being the ECU one. But, you know, I, I wanted to step out of the box. wanted to go American flag. So I, wear, I wore my belt with your buckle, just mix and match. That's right. Hey, big America fans around here. Big America, America. fans. You know, I'm, raising, I'm uh, wearing my shirt right now. It says, Raise Hill, Praise Dale. And we live by that on this uh, on the Holden Aylers podcast. But let's get back to what they were talking about, Caden. We were talking about Donnie and, like, he was our position coach. He was their position coach. I remember literally the play they were talking about. Um, when we first got there, we had some studs at receiver. I played with some really good guys at receiver, but they were all young. we were all young when they got there. So we were still kind of all learning it together. Um, and I remember like we were watching tape. Donnie was like installing with, and he went back to like the Lincoln Riley. We ran the same, a lot of the same plays that they ran back then. And he was like, he would show the tape and it'd be like Zay and Justin Hardy running routes. And he's like, yep, all you gotta do is this right here. This is the read, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, this is a I don't senior, have them running the route. <laughs> this is a scene. They were eventually, Blake Pro ended up being a stud, Tyler Sneed, but they were all young. And we're sitting here watching a senior Justin Hardy, one of the best college receivers ever I'm like dude i don't know if we can and shane carden i'm young too so i'm sitting we're right. like dude we're watching legends here bro like we're still 
we're 18 years old trying to flip this thing. Yeah. He <laughs> was, was trying to make you believe early. Oh, Watch I did believe early. I think believe that out. was the cool one of the coolest things that uh that I got for it. I, yeah. I, oh, sorry. I was I was hoping Donnie at least was running routes. That's what I was hoping they, for. Was no that. way. You know I remember uh, not doing that. he had ankle surgery, and then we're gonna have to send this to him when he had ankle when he had that. I don't even know if he had ankle surgery, but he wore the brace, and then uh he finally got out of it. The first day of practice, he was so pumped, he was like speed walking <laughs> taking the jog donny k speed walk to the bus yeah for sure those two guys uh were the definition of nice genuine guys uh honestly remind me of our good friends over at madame mesquite goose club uh so we're gonna give them a little quick shout out i got a hat from them it's sweet a nice little camo trucker snapback show uh, the camera show i'm the gonna camera. put it on right now uh, you might want to tell them about what we're doing with them. Yes, we're going to do They're sending us stuff to give away. We're going to give it away at Holt Ehlers Show on X. Um, we're going to do some fun giveaways soon. They want us to promote them, wear it on the show, uh, give it away. Drew Panda Jack here, if you can see that. But follow us at Holt Ehlers Show. We're going to start giving doing giveaways. We actually have a UNC baseball versus ECU ticket to give away to. One of the fans reached out to us. Doesn't want recognition. Just said, "Look, love the show. I'm not going to be able to go. I want someone. I want an ECU fan to go to make sure." So that's Power Pirate Nation. Thank you, Madame Mesquite Goose Club. They got some sick stuff. That's comfortable hat. It's awesome. Yeah, leather patch camo. So shout out Sweet. to those guys for that, man. Um, great interview. Sure. Now let's get to uh, Super Bowl, Jack. I'm sorry, buddy, but we got to ask gotta you. Do it. We didn't. We updated the fans throughout the whole entire game at whole Ayler show. A lot of people responded. We didn't get a final like how you how you felt. So I'm not going to dog you because I know the Knicks are going to be in the finals, and I want people cheering for me. I told you that. Yeah, I respect that a lot. So, what are your final thoughts on Super Bowl and this this football season for the Niners? Well, I didn't really know how invested I was until I woke up the next morning and I actually was genuinely kind of sad. And I was like, okay, like first step of being a fan, like. So you were kind of, you didn't know how invested you were. So you were kind of questioning if you were a full fan or not. Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't know. Like I was that invested. <laughs> Understandable. Says big fan. All right, keep going. Sorry, uh, I interrupted you. Special team sticks out to me. Uh, it was always a part of. It's always a part of football that I always like, because um, like it was something I took pretty seriously, being a former walk on. <laughs> um, but just that punt return that hurt. Um, not yelling, Peter, get out of the way before. Yeah. And bad punt, unlucky bounce, hit off our guy. And then that missed PAT, that could have ended the game in regulation. Um, after that, I mean, that freak accident with Dre Greenlaw, he was playing on fire before he got hurt running out onto the field uh, towards Achilles, and that's just got to be tough on him mentally. So, you know, we wish him the best. Um, but, I mean, he was shutting down Travis Kelsey. He had, like, one catch for one yard before that. He was making plays in the backfield in the run game. He was just pumped, excited to play out there. And that's really contagious. We've all been around those players on the oh, field. Oh, for sure. Um, and after that, the second string guy came in, Burks. And Travis Kelsey, I think, had like nine catches. Yeah, was cooking. Just running option routes. And, and we were giving him the leverage to be successful. And he took it. Um, and then once it went into overtime, I started getting a little nervous because no one wants to go into overtime with uh, an now legendary quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Dude, my question is, though, why? I know Shanahan came out today and said they took the ball because they wanted it third to win it. Yeah. what? I, I think that's very dumb to give Mahomes the ball. To, if you don't score that first drive, here's my thing. I think they did it because they trusted their defense more than Purdy and they wanted the pressure on the defense. We talked about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I also agree with that. I think, And I think that isn't horrible 
No, it's to, not at all. I mean, Purdy's still young. You got a good defense. Yeah. Or my other theory them, is go let Purdy go down and try and score. Some of this came out is that they didn't even really know. A lot of those players didn't know the new overtime rule either. So yeah, like, that's and embarrassing. then Michael Hartman came out and said they talked about it all week. They continue to talk about it all year. So like, yeah. And which was it? Chris Jones came out and also was like, we knew the whole time, no matter what, we wanted it second. And if they scored a touchdown, we were going for two. Ooh. And that just kind of shows also like the experience that Andy Reid has. Um, and I've seen a lot of things on Twitter talking about Andy Reid was in the same situation that Shanahan is in right now, where he's won the championships. Uh, he's been to the Super Bowl and he didn't win. And now I think it's something crazy, like 15 years later, he's having all this success. Um, so, I mean, keep the nose to the grindstone. Uh, we got a lot of the team coming back next year, so I don't think the window's closed yet. But it's about time to start hitting that panic to. button. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's time to go. So, I, mean, I just hate seeing Jack so sad. No, you don't. I just hate seeing Jack so <laughs> No, sad. you don't. Jack, I tried to tell you before the, I think last week, you know, if you just embrace the NFL script, if you just embrace the Chiefs and... There were a lot of... Did, have you seen all like the holding penalties and stuff? I yeah. mean, that happens in every game, but... No, it does. I saw them I, and I thought they were bad, but you guys, we knew it was going to happen. You the winning to touchdown, it. the illegal man downfield. Did you see that one? We, I saw it. Yeah. But all I I'm didn't saying see is... That. Yeah, the offensive lineman's like six yards down the field on a pass play. I didn't see that. I told everyone, I wasn't happy for the Super Bowl. I told last week the Super Bowl seemed like it was going to be something I wasn't looking forward to. I wasn't excited for it. But what I did Sunday is I embraced it. I was excited for Travis Kelsey. I was excited for Patrick Mahomes. I was, you know what, excited for Taylor Swift. I had a great setup for the Super Bowl, and I enjoyed every moment of it. I don't even believe anymore that you're trying to, like, partake the villain role in this podcast. And, like, Taylor Swift, I think you're a full-on Swift. We told, before this, we told Caden, we said, Caden, None of our listeners, including us, want to talk about Taylor Swift, so stop talking about Taylor Swift. And you continue. It's not that I like Taylor Swift. We're not giving her five minutes of our show that we're done with. Her music is good. Her music is good. But if you embrace the script, you know, I had fun during the Super Bowl. I thought the commercials were good. No, they weren't. Tom Brady commercials. I was there for the two Tom Brady commercials, BetMGM and Dunkin' Donuts. That's it, though. There was no good. Super Bowl used to be like commercials were like. The thing? Yeah. I must have had a lot of good juice because I was enjoying myself Super Bowl night. So I was not. Drew, what was your uh, thoughts on the Super Bowl before we go into Jungle Fever? Yeah, it was a rough game to watch at the end. Um, But a crazy stat, last three Super Bowls Shanahan has coached in, he's blown a 10-plus lead. First one starting with 25-point lead against the Patriots going into the fourth quarter. And then four years ago against the Chiefs, he blew a 10-point lead. And then this year, he blew another 10-point lead. So I feel like the biggest loss probably goes to Shanahan because now he probably has a stigma that he's a choke artist in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. What the stats say. <laughs> like Jack said, I mean, as a Niners fan, dude, like we talked about earlier, it's like you can't say it was Brock Purdy because it really it wasn't him. He, he no, missed the one throw. Good. Yeah, he missed the one throw, which someone was in his face, the touchdown throw. But like... If, who is it? They have a stack. You they have a great coaching staff. Like, as a Niners fan, dude, like, what do you? If you don't win it next year, what do you do? Well, I think we need a better O line. I think in the draft, how I, what I would like to see them attack in the off season uh, is offensive line and some more help in the secondary. Uh, Lenore's a stud at cornerback, and Charvius Ward is good, but maybe like another like kind of nickel guy. Um, we had Hufunga who got hurt with the ACL earlier in the season, who's a stud safety out of USC. But I'd like to see them attack the O-line a little bit better. 
Um, you saw a lot of times Purdy had a chance to hit the open guy and, and even in some cases get a touchdown in there, but the pressure was just too big. Check down Purdy. Yeah, I thought depth <laughs> hurt. The pressure wasn't big. He just knows to check it down. <laughs> you were just too busy. I thought Y'all are going to fight. We're going to post on our X at Whole Other Show. You guys just like brawling one day. Talk about the match. Check down. In the new studio. New studio. We'll put it Maybe the last time in here. Look, the studio at first might not be as cool as this one. It's going to be very cool once we get it going, boys. I'll set the bar low. I'm saying next week. No, it's going to be it's going to be sick. But next week, like everything isn't going to be ready. But I also leave next Friday. So we need to go ahead and get this thing moving. And like, so we're just going to go ahead and move in. So you guys don't got to worry about the house and all that. Uh, or come in here because we obviously be filming my house Do right now. we have now. a little time before the Ryder guy gets in here? Can we talk about like kind of what your UFL schedule is like before the season starts? I, I got camp. He's ready. Drew Sigal, oh, oh, he's ready. That. Sorry about that. Matt Shepard, Ryder, left fielder. Matt, can you hear us? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Sorry. Yeah, you just went out. Hey, could you – is there any way you could show your camera? Drew said you can't see your camera right now. Can we see your face? Or are you just like yeah. you know, just chilling in bed? Or? No, you're good. Can you guys see me or no? Can we see him, Drew? Oh, he's there. Let's, Let's go. go. We got to show the fans what you're going to be. Uh, obviously, I don't know if you – have you heard about the jungle at all? First, That's a great first question. Uh, yeah, I did a little bit of research. Like I said, I don't really have Twitter, so like I'm not big on social media. So, But uh, yeah, I did search. I've seen a lot of like the reality uh, comments and stuff like that. Man, I'm not going to lie. There's a little speculation that you guys are fooling us and you're really not the starting left fielder. So can you confirm that you're the starting <laughs> left fielder? Okay, so I can't confirm that because um, our right fielder actually just got mono this week. Oh. So, uh, oh. Our left field is actually up in question right now. Okay, so, so would you are move you gonna, to right? Yeah, so I might possibly be moving to right, or I might be staying in left. It hasn't really been. That's okay. We've got a rowdy bunch in right. We field got too. yeah, we we do. So first of all, who's your right fielder kissing? To be, uh, you better not come up with mono either, because then we're gonna know something's going on. <laughs> uh, that's disclosed information. <laughs> <laughs> they get rowdy yeah, at Ryder. Take, take it over. Yeah, what's up, Matt? Uh, this is Jack, and for our listeners out here. We do have, like he said, number 10, Matt Shepard. While being the starting left fielder, he's listed as a catcher on the roster. He catches about every third or fourth game. Matt also is a Juco bandit. So he's got that kind of gritty stuff that we're looking for, like one of us walk-ons here. Uh, He went to Rowan College of South Jersey. He was a mid-year transfer last season. Matt, correct us if any of this is wrong as well. No, this is all correct. All right, keep going. I, I did my homework. Uh, yeah. Matt, we got a couple questions for you. Diamond Bucks 1996 <laughs> on X actually said, as a member of the Rowdy and Wright crew, we apologize in advance for any crude comments a college kid says. 90% of us enjoy the fun banter, but there's always that 1% who, think there's, who thinks they're funny. Best of luck and enjoy the jungle. So whether you are in left or right field, you're going to have some people behind you chirping you, getting to know you a little bit. Uh, is there anything that the fans should know going in this weekend about you? Uh, no, I'm a typical baby kid. I live right outside of Philadelphia, so I grew up like a Phillies fan, Eagles fan, so used to like that rowdy atmosphere, and I kind of uh, I do appreciate it, actually. It's, uh, you feed off of it? Yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's the best way to go about sports, and I think it brings people together. So. Let's go. You going to chirp back some? You got to chirp back some. Look, we might even be out there, too. Uh, you got to chirp back with the boys. 
I hope I get to meet you guys. I think it'd be awesome. We hey, might have to bring him a shirt. We're going to bring him a shirt politics. and a beer. At the end of the game, we're going to let you shotgun a beer with the boys. <laughs> I don't know if Coach is <laughs> Coach is that. not going to be happy about that Coach, get on the bus. <laughs> uh, one thing about us, Matt, is this is the people show. Uh, so you could choose to answer, the, answer this how you'd like. Um, but I feel like I have an obligation to ask you. Oh, God. When you go to a place like ECU to play ball, where they're known for partying and having great-looking women, are you and the boys on the team on Tinder, or are you guys too locked in? Like, what's your approach on that on road trips? Um, I mean, I've had, I have a girlfriend. I'm six years, so probably not me, but <laughs> probably a lot of kids that will be out there looking for something. Yeah. Oh, so they are. Uh, what's the girlfriend's that. name? Can, can she get a shout-out on the show? Yeah, her name's Natalie. Natalie, Natalie, let's go. Good Natalie. It's gonna be some Natalie. Oh, chirps you're gonna hear some Natalie chirps now. You don't know what you just. I'm just kidding. Caden, you got anything? Yeah, I was looking. You guys have the Zen Den. I was curious if you guys uh, is that a natural Zen, or are you guys also popping in the Zens on the upper and lower decks? So Zens definitely go in both upper and lower decks. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I don't live on campus. I've never lived on campus, so I don't even. When I seen that picture on Twitter, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I gotta ask. If it, if, 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 is it natural or, or helped? So that's awesome. Okay. Matt, what is uh, your your predictions for the weekend, man? We got to hear. Uh, uh, like I said, a bunch of ECU fans are going to listen to this. What are you predicting is going to go down in this series, series one of the year? So I think it's going to be a tough matchup. Um, I think a lot of people tend to sleep on us because we're a smaller program. But I think we match up pretty well with most teams in the country. Um, I think one thing we have going for us is like we have a lot of heart, especially when we get on a baseball field. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, definitely a really good series. I don't know. Well, I couldn't tell you what the prediction is, who's going to win what, what games, but I can definitely tell you it's going to be a good three game series. So, oh yeah, respect the underdog awesome. mentality. Even ECU has that now. Like obviously ECU is a little bit bigger school than you guys, but we also have the underdog mentality. So respect that. Oh, you're going to have a good time. My advice to you. And we tweeted this out too and got some comments. Is like, I was like, what, what should we ask him? Because we're probably the most viewed ECU show. Like, probably half the people in that stadium will watch this interview beforehand. So, our their message to you, the left field megaphone's message to you, right. was have fun with it. It can either be one of the best times of your life, or if you just ignore them, they're going to make it hell and one of the worst times. So, chat back with them, have fun with it. Uh, they will obviously. I mean, you'll you'll have a blast, dude. It's a special place to play. Um, Jack. Yeah, you talk about how you guys are, are a team with a lot of heart. Uh, last year, you guys went into Oklahoma and took the first game of the series from them. Um, how does that prepare you for going into Greenville? And also, like you talked about uh, your team and how you're playing. Like, are, should we expect a small ball kind of game, or or what's your kind of strategy as a team and, and unit? Um, you could definitely expect some small ball in situations called for it, but. For the most part, we're uh, we're down to play teams straight up, and I think that's one thing that we're not really afraid of doing. So, I think it's going to be a really good series. Hey, man, um, if you drop a nuke this weekend, do you do you hit dingers? Do you hit some bombs? Yeah, I'll sneak one in there every once in a while. <laughs> hey, so if you do this weekend, you gotta uh, you gotta point towards us or something. Got to give us some sort of a shout out, and then at the end of the series, we'll hook you up with a shirt. Where I'll give you guys a nice little heart. <laughs> for sure. Do y'all have anything else for you, Luis? Yeah, the left the left field uh, in the jungle is known for the hospitality. If you're offered a hot dog or a barbecue sandwich, what are you taking? Barbecue sandwich. You're in the southern uh, hemisphere. You, oh, you got to try it. Yeah, putting slaw on that or no slaw on your barbecue sandwich? I've never been a huge slaw guy, but I mean, I'm not really. 
I'm not really picky, so I'd probably put it on there. There we go. There we go. It. So if we get you a barbecue sandwich <laughs> in left field, would you put it in the back pocket, go and eat it in the dugout? I'll eat it right then and there. All right. We might be able to make that We're clipping this. We're putting it on social media. So we're going to be out there with you with a barbecue sandwich. For sure. And Matt, uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, we know you're busy getting in season. We're looking forward to hosting you and your whole team here uh, for a great weekend of opening college baseball. And uh, best of luck this season, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, good luck, brother. Hey, have fun with it for real. Just chirp back, uh, make it fun, and uh, we'll make it fun too. And also weekend. Thank you, guys. For sure. See yeah. you. Episode one, Jungle Fever. Is that what we're calling it, Jack? You're Jungle the host Fever. of it. How'd you guys like it? I think it's going to be a hit. It will. He was, he was a cool dude. Yeah, yeah I liked um, it. I think it relies a lot on the guys sometimes. So they come in and have fun with it too, and he, he definitely did. Yeah, he'll, he'll have fun. With it. We need to get him a barbecue sandwich. we got to yeah. get him one. Someone's got to be out there. We also got to get him a shirt too. Yeah, we will. We will. All right. Uh, bets. Best bets of the week. The boys, let me, I have it written down. The boys last two weeks, 12 and 4. We're cooking. You guys are not cooking. Me and Drew are carrying the squad right now. The two last and two the last weeks, what are you, Caden? The last two weeks, two and two. Uh, I'm three and one the last two I'm weeks. Four I'm, and zero oh the last two weeks. Not. So, Caden, Drew, what are you last two weeks? Four and zero, oh right? Four and zero, oh, man. So, who's bringing our record down? It's this guy, the supposed yeah. guru. He's going to host a separate betting show when March 11th comes, and he's the one bringing us down right now. I had a bad zero and two week. It happens. It happens to everyone. It does. It does. And, and I went against my own self. I always, I've been talking with Clip. I've been talking on the show. Don't bet on the way teams when they travel. What I do last week. I bet on the away teams. So you did. I went against my you own. You called it too. When yeah, who you got it. this week? Who do you got this week? Oh, we're going right into it. Let's go. This week, uh, Jack might like this. Going back to the Mountain West, and I'm riding with my guys, the San Diego State Aztecs. Almost took that one. They're playing home against uh, New Mexico. <laughs> Jack chirped me when they played at New Mexico, and he was right. Again, I went against myself. I keep going against myself in college basketball. Right. Bet on the home team. So you're taking the Aztecs, and that's what I'm doing here. The Aztecs are undefeated at home this year. And New Mexico State's four and three on the road. That's all I'm going to say. I'm betting home college basketball, taking the Aztecs. And then one me and Holden discussed earlier today. <laughs> I told him, don't take it, don't take it. And then I'm coming on the show, also a home favorite. Another team I bet on a lot, and I have won the national championship this year, is uh, UConn home against Marquette. I'm taking that one. Do you have that the one? money line? I'm taking, spread. I'm taking the spread, yeah. I was about to say, you told me not to take the money line because it would be too high. I don't know what it's going to come down to, but I think if we get anywhere from a five below, I think UConn could cover that. They're a legit team. So you're taking spread no matter what, though. Yeah, and they're playing at home against Marquette. It's a tough place to play. UConn has, I think, them and Purdue are two national championship contender teams. And Zach Eady's a beast if you haven't seen him. Uh, I love Zach Eady. I love the big man basketball. Yeah. Um, okay, Jack, who do you got this week? Last week, uh, we listened to the people. I went with a Canes pick and gave a little Canes shout-out. So before my pick, I'm going to give you a little quick update on them. There we They're go. on a road trip right now. They will have played the, against the Dallas Stars on Tuesday. Then they head to Arizona to play the Coyotes on Friday. And then Vegas play the Golden Knights on Saturday. Day off on Sunday, and they're back in PNC this Monday to play the Blackhawks. Uh, in the NHL, a road series, um, you know, a, a trip of road games is, is pretty hard. You know, we've all talked about those environments and, and kind of what it's like in those different arenas. So it's, it's hard to win on the road there. Um, but with that being said, you know, they, they backed me last week. So I'm going to double down on them this weekend. I'm going to take the Canes money line at the Golden Knights in Vegas. It's a big game, pretty even match there. Um, that's on Saturday night. And then on Monday, when they return back to PNC, I'm going to take money line 
to beat the Blackhawks. I will be at that game. Uh, I wanted a little bit of skin in the game. And uh, I think the Canes can can wrap up their little away trip with some dubs here. Is that the heart talking or is that, that the mine? No, I threw away the heart talking after I went. Um, yeah. This Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, what's, your, what's your next one? I did. Yeah, I just did, oh, both you did both. Two, I two Canes money lines Saturday night and Monday night. Okay. One away, one home. Drew? So what, before Drew, three Canes bets in a row? Yeah, so I did Are one you doing a Canes ladder? Or are you trying to go to like. I'm a caniac. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. We'll see if you can hit the three cane ladder. We'll, we'll have to call it that. Drew, since we're carrying the squad right now, we're going to save us for last. Who do you got this yes, week? Sir. All right. Uh, so I'm going to do something a little fun. I'm going to bet on All-Star Weekend. Uh, so I got NBA two, All-Star Weekend. Yeah, NBA All-Star Weekend. I got two bets. Going wrong. <laughs> nah. I, Drew's I carrying this right now. I don't I believe, believe in it. Um, so I got Jalen Brunson under 19 and a half points for the first round in the three-point contest. Under, huh? Sorry, Holt. <laughs> but 19 and a half is we'll a see. lot of points. Not uh, smart bet. Not a smart bet right there. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, for some reason, it's giving me like Kevin Hart versus Draymond Green vibes. Oh, my. Uh, Kevin Hart's in the... No, he was. No. You, you remember a few years ago, oh, no, Kevin Hart versus Draymond? <laughs> no, I did not see that. Was it yeah, bad? It was rough. Okay. So, I don't know. I'm just feeling that way about All right. Go ahead. Brunson. And then on my other one, I got Sabrina beats Curry in their three-point contest. I could see that. Wow. She's nasty. She's a baller. They need to get Caitlin Clark up and there. Curry's She's- actually favored. But I got Sabrina beating him. I mean, Curry's one of the best shooters ever, but she is too. She's so. going from a WNBA three-point line and having a WNBA ball, too. So like, Oh, she's actually switching to men's? Y- no, she's doing her. Oh, and he's okay. Doing yeah, his. Yeah, so, yeah. like, she's lights out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. And I don't know if y'all shot with a WNBA ball, but it's a big difference. And well, I mean. Uh, slightly easier. I, <laughs> I have not, Drew. I'm sorry. <laughs> Drew, Drew, Drew gets a shout-out. He might have had the – I know you went undefeated, too. And I did, did you go undefeated? One and one last One and one. Drew might have had the best plays looking back on it. If you could look back. He said them last week, and I was like, they sound too good to be true, and they both hit. So, so shout out to I Drew. I just want to shout you out again. That was great plays Drew last week. Drew might end up. Oh, boy, Drew. Drew's technically the producer, but he might end up hosting the betting show of Caden Keith. <laughs> he's about to trip up on all-star bets. I don't know what he's thinking. We'll see. Let me be a co-host or something. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. So my bets. First of all, my bets are brought to you by Wayne Hardy Law. Got in a car accident? Call Wayne Hardy Law. They will get you and your car fixed. Find a rental car and help with medical medical bills call 1-800-INJURED they will get you they will work with you and your family that's the Wayne Hardy difference shout out to those guys for supporting the pod give a little clap for him Drew we got the clap ready Golf clap. hey there we go Drew yeah shout out to Wayne Hardy Law and my bets this week boys look 2-0 last week I'm kind of feeling it 2-0 the previous week so me and like I said me and Drew are carrying it I'm taking the Saturday slate Mickney State they're 22-3 and versus at Nickel State um, who is that? Mickey You're going State. Stanford Steve on me. I love it, baby. Just listen. Hey, I'm all about the underdog. I'm all about the underdog school, obviously. Mickney yeah. State is going to be a huge favorite here, but I'm going to take them spread. I think they're a sleeper in the tournament. I think they're going to – they've – they beat a bad Michigan team early in the year, but that's still a huge win for them because that does give you confidence versus a huge Big Ten team like that. Um, we're going to clip this because in March when they make a run to the Sweet 16, guess who called it? This guy. And I'm taking them spread versus Nickel State. Caden, what are you laughing at? You keep losing your bets and you're over there geeking at mine. I'm just smiling. I'm waiting for right. the next pick. And then my next one is FAU on Saturday. FAU at South Florida. Uh, both have five losses, kind of have the same record. Uh, Florida Atlantic now is ranked 24th. They started the year, obviously, had a great year last year. They're ranked 24th now. Started the year really well. Uh, had some bad losses. 
South Florida, we got to saw, got to see play ECU. They have the dude who looks like the Birdman. He used to play from the Heat. That Kayshawn dude has Pryor. Yeah, a case in Pryor. He has a little sauce to him. He's fun to watch, but um, I'm going to take Florida Atlantic spread there as well. Let me make sure I said spread. Yep, spread. Um, USF continues to win, but they win close every single time. I think this is the game where Florida Atlantic finally sets the tone and starts to take over this conference. So there's my two bets. Um, we'll see how it plays out. We'll, we'll post them at Holt Ayler Show on X, and we will see how they go. Yeah, that I like that. I think that the game could go either way. I think FAU has been winning close games as well. But they have been, but I think this is a statement win for them because someone's got to take over the conference. One of the two. Very true. But I can't believe you're betting against our guy, Casey. He, he was, was fun, fun to watch. He, he has some sauce. Watch. He has some sauce. Boys, episode six, maybe the last one in here. Just look around, cherish it, because uh, next episode we're hopefully in our new studio. It's not going to be completely finished, but we're going to keep growing. The podcast is growing, moving studios. Next Friday, I'm out. I uh, I moved to Texas to Tear it up. play in the UFL. So. Uh, the podcast is going to keep going. I'm not out of the podcast. I'm still doing it, uh, even in season, even in camp. Like pod, this is the people's M- podcast. Many I'm hard here. knocks. Yeah, many hard knocks. So this is the people's podcast. I'm going to keep it going. Just going to be a different seat. You guys are going to be in the studio. I'm a little jealous. Uh, that's why we're moving in next week, so I can at least get a little taste of it. But uh, excited for it, boys. It's been fun. Appreciate the support. Shout out to our sponsors, uh, and we'll see you next week. But the, the interview is good.